What's up, guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and on my left on the video, if you're watching, is Adam Callow. Hey, guys, my name's Adam, and you're going to hear the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's truly like to build a business. Can you remember we still remember how to do that intro? Oh, no, you threw me for a curveball then. I didn't know where you were going with that because... I guess last time we we're on the mics, we realized that we're basically making a podcast for our existing subscribers. And if anyone new came to the show, they'd be like, what on earth is this show about? So maybe we just out there are new listeners as well, by the way. There are new listeners. There are new listeners. And I don't know how they're finding us or why they're finding us. And if you crazy folks that are listening are saying, guys, they're back. You should listen. They were obviously disappointed last time. So we didn't give any context to who we were. So maybe I'll just give you two seconds, top of the show, to share with you. Me and Harrison started this podcast way back when we used to work together. We now don't after about the last three weeks. And the whole purpose of the show was to really share the highs, the lows, and all those learnings of what it's truly like to build a business. I've made every mistake under the sun. It feels like that anyway. Everything from bootstrapping, raising a bit of angel, a bit of EC, unwinding that position to become back to a lifestyle business, uh, and then exiting the business, which is the last thing that's gone on in the last few weeks. If you want to know more about that, we're not going to repeat it now. Go back and listen to the last couple of episodes. But me and H have been side by side for so long. And now the dynamic of this podcast has changed quite significantly because he is on the SLT team, which is our senior leadership team now inside Expert Trades. Hoorah! <laughs> and it was, uh, it was fun, actually, because I can't remember if it was on the mics or off the mics, but uh, he's completely changed his dynamic to how he thinks about the PL of the business. He gets bloody angry now <laughs> uh, at certain points. And I'm off uh, working with the amazing team over at the Growth Foundation. And for those of you that are thinking, he mentioned the Growth Foundation, but what on earth do they actually do? Um, we're a team of around 30 specialists that help companies grow the right way. We do consultancy, talent, and we're now introducing a bit of technology. If you want to learn more about that, tough. This show is not for me to plug that business. H. What's going on? Well, first of all, it's Burns Week, which is very important. Uh, I missed my haggis at Weatherspoons, but have no fear, Adam. I have a haggis in the oven right now, so I'm going to be finishing this podcast and enjoying my haggis neeps and tatties. But of course, on the show, I'm enjoying a nice punk IPA from Ellen. Same. Very Scottish indeed. Hey, look at that. A man of taste what's the phrase a man of good taste a man of my own taste what's that phrase is that a phrase i think you just complimented me i'm at two peas in the same pod mate two peas in the same <laughs> pod that's what i'm trying to say uh <laughs> hey you got a couple of topics to jump into and i'm aware I that do. you've got your haggis i do so. it's uh i can i can smell it already uh well funnily enough if anyone that got to the end of last week's show you mean the one person we- that emailed I believe we put a shout out saying we're going to end this damn show if no one emails us. And someone did. One so, person saved the show, by the way. One, one person. person. Dan, Dan, you saved the show, mate. By uh, the way, that is a continuous. If we don't get one email a week, there's just no show a, the following week. Dan. That is a requirement. We just need to know that you guys care. You guys want this because you're listening. So just do the damn work. And honestly, it may, it, I'm being facetious, but it, it lights me up when we get messages from the community. It's the whole reason we started this in the first place. And I guess you've probably heard in the previous shows, we're meeting up with like 15 members of the community that all started from this podcast um, over in Milton Keynes a week today. Is that H? It's a week today. Next week. It's next week. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. How are we going to... Does that mean no podcast next week? We have to do it on Thursday. We'll just do it a day early. 
Come on, consistency. If somebody emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone needs to email by Thursday next week. It can't be so. you as, again, Dan. It, it just can't be you. <laughs> yeah, someone new. Someone new. So Dan Holiday is out of the equation here. So someone new needs to email him. I actually haven't seen Dan's <laughs> They're just going to go around the table, by the way. <laughs> well, at least we've got 15 weeks worth of shows inbound. H, what was email? You just said Dan's emailed in. Where are we at? Yeah, so I, I thought I'd save it for the show. He, uh, he, he said, got to the end. Adam told us he'd stop uh, the cast if we didn't email in. So here is an email. Uh, I think he's asking me here, but how have you been finding being without Adam in the business? Have you felt a sense of separation anxiety? And knowing Adam, I imagine if he hadn't taken the time, I imagine if he'd taken the time off Instead of ending up with the Growth Foundation, he would have had a larger case of FOMO if he couldn't touch and feel mm. the business. What are your thoughts? Let's tackle uh, the first bit. How are you getting on? Uh, I've got a post review on my wall. I uh, look at it every day. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I feel like we, you know, we are not in the car together. We're not in the office together. There is definitely a little bit more distance between us now when there hasn't been for so long, so goddamn long. Um, but, you know, I feel like the podcast is probably a good example of that. It's like there's this like pent up energy. Was it last week's show or the week before where it was just yeah. insane? Yeah, we were like coiled springs. No, it was a week before um, last. Yeah. So if you, if you are new to the show, go back one episode <laughs> and one episode only because the one before it was just chaos. <laughs> it, it was, was absolutely it, it was great. It, it was a couple of friends catching up on a show. Uh, H, yeah. one, thing I, one thing I've noticed just to jump in is... I guess to build on what you just said is there's like this, there's more topics now for us to discuss in detail. And last week's show actually ended up just being kind of a conversation that we just recorded, but it was actually a conversation that we needed to have. And I enjoyed that. And I think, I think it was valuable for listeners, but interestingly that night we went out together uh, and we, we had a few beers and I guess what I've noticed just after three weeks is it's like, actually, there's probably so much stuff that we have experienced together the last five years that we really haven't, I guess, taken a second to look back on. But we had five, six hours together over one or two many pints. And it was just a moment for me where it was like, I was really proud because we've shared so many experiences together and we've grown up together through this business. Um, and I guess I just wanted to put that on the record, which it was a real special night for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think we, we, yes, we had a couple of beers, but we we spoke very honestly about, how the relationship's built and how happy we are in terms of where we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to put it on the mics and just say thank you. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and I appreciate that night. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you do over the next few years, buddy. I just wanted to make sure I document that on this these episodes because no doubt. <laughs> put it on the record. Put it on the record. I appreciate that, mate. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, feelings mutual, 100%. I, I, as you know, over the many beers that we shared last week. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, that was, it was a good time, that was. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's one of them, it's one of them things we've you one thing you probably didn't mention at the beginning is yes we've worked together for a long time, but for anyone that doesn't actually know us, we've known each other for like mm. twenty years as well. So yep. we we have a long-standing friendship that uh, became a working relationship as well, and so it's like it's kind of gone back almost one step but in a positive way in the sense of like we're still friends and so that's why when we speak we we catch up um 
So yeah, it's good fun. So there's there's no separation anxiety, Dan. Um, you know, we get that's why. That, maybe that's why we're doing the show now. We're, that's why we're, we're back. Like that's why we're back. Um, and Dan, just to answer, I guess the second part of that question for you, um, the way that I heard it anyway, which is if if I knew because I knew that I needed a new chapter, and there was definitely part of me that thought I'm actually just going to take a bit of time because I think I shared previously. I I, I honestly thought that I would transition myself out of expert trades on i guess a slower gradient slower gradient that doesn't make sense a less steep gradient we'll go with and <laughs> there must be a, a better way to <laughs> words adam words what are the right words here that's what's going through my head right now um i would have transitioned differently uh, out of the business and then gone and started something else um just because I guess that's what I always thought I'd do, which is like just build this up and whether it's an exit or just a personal exit and then go and do the next venture because I love starting things. I love that incubation period and trying to do stuff that everyone says, well, that's stupid and then proving them wrong. Uh, and I honestly thought I'd just go and try something new with because I think over the last 433 episodes of this podcast, I think I've learned quite a lot. And again, made lots of mistakes. And I've said it a number of times that, yeah, um, if I could go back and build expert trades, I could probably get to the same point within two years. that It took me six years to get to. But that's just part of learning as you go. Um, so I think if I'd taken that approach, I would have been tinkering a lot more than I am. But because I went straight from expert trades to the Growth Foundation, I haven't really given myself an opportunity to catch air, but definitely in a positive light because where I'm at now is a completely new learning experience for me with different people. So it's just kind of keeping me on my toes and there's definitely not one comfortable moment in that business. And that's definitely not a negative. It's just new, uh, new, different people, new challenges, which is exactly what I want. So um, yeah, no tinkering. If I had taking a couple of weeks or a month off in between stuff could definitely see how the transition wouldn't have been so effective. But I guess this whole requirement to have a hard stop, set new boundaries, set new responsibilities and tasks and duties on both sides of the table, it's worked out really well. So yeah, I think I probably would have been trying to have my foot in that camp for way too long if I had the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have known... <clears throat> Be interesting to see, you know, if you could somehow like play that out and just like look through a crystal ball and see how that would have manifested and like trying to play, you know, would you would you have come across as distracted? Would the company have still had you spearheading a lot of things, but then starting to kind of be misguided because you're focusing on something else or like? I think it would have been so yeah. I think it would have been so dangerous, mate. Which is. I kind of would have got involved on the bits that I wanted to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the bits that I didn't, they wouldn't have had the right people and process behind it. I I guess, EG, last week, no, not last week, yesterday, you you guys (laughs) did. I know, it's all blending in. Honestly, this this is a week that I've, I've personally struggled this week, actually. But yesterday, you guys had arguably the biggest pitch that Expert Trades has had to make. And I knew about it last week, and... Well, I, well, I would, I would say it was the it 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 was or is the biggest pitch 
to date, which we're only in January, by the way, which is which is awesome. Mm. It, it, it has been the single biggest pitch that we've had to do as a company without you in the business. So I think well, that... well, the financial value, just to just let you know, as an initial client, yes, clients land and expand and we grow them, but as an as our first piece of work, it was double the value of any initial piece of work we've ever pitched for with a new client. Oh, wow. So yeah, really meaningful. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, no wonder Sarah was sweating. <laughs> yeah. So, so I knew about it last week. And I guess to come back to Dan's point is if I was still like one foot in and tinkering about, I would have naturally gone, cool, let's go. Wheel me out. Let's do this. Like, this is like, boom, this is the stuff that gets me up in the morning. Uh, but because I'm not able to do that, and there's no even to say that because I'm in this transition period, I could, but it's not healthy for anyone. It created, actually, let me flip it around, which is so fun now that I get to do this because yeah, go for there's it. so many questions. The ex, what was that experience like for you? And I'll set a little bit of context, which is yourself, Danny, and Sarah are what we define as our senior leadership team in expert trades. And I'm now the chairman. If anyone's thinking, well, what are you doing in the business, Adam? I'm the chairman of the company. Um, Chairman, I don't like the word chairman. I'm chief cheerleader. I'm probably going to change my title on LinkedIn to just chief cheerleader. I think it's very much more suiting to what I actually do in this business. And you guys grab the opportunity. What has the process been like from start to finish? Where have you struggled, whether independently or as a team? And when you got off the pitch call, what were your key learnings? And I know I've done an interviewer's cardinal sin which is fire three questions in one sentence so, yeah are you just talking specifically about the the pitch call that we did together what how, how did it all go is that what you mean yeah i guess just if you can just share with people what's the process that you guys went through pre-pitch that got you guys yeah. so i think there's just learning there because there's there's different styles of pitching and closing business and people know we won't repeat it but um I have a certain style and I'm not in the business. So the, the companies needed to learn a new style. So just share with us what you, what you do now. Yeah. So interestingly, um, prior to the call that we were getting on, I think that the context from the client was, um, it's, it's a bit confusing because there was like a client and an agency and, and then a, then a third party that had introduced us in the first place. So, but we were, we were basically being connected to the client, um, to sort of just show who we are, explain who we are, what we do and what we can offer. But we'd already sent over a couple of decks that explains that. Um, but they were like, great, love what you've sent over, jump on a call and we can discuss further. Just to caveat one thing. So I've read, I know we're on video, but I've put my hand up to try and be polite to make sure I don't interrupt. But this is a different situation to what we spoke about last week. So I think we actually had like a bit of a, a call, which was like, oh, we've got this client. They're working with an agency. Yeah. This yeah, is a yeah. completely separate situation. <laughs> yeah, completely which, separate. Which I guess is interesting because we're now hitting, a, maybe it's a scale thing or reputation or I don't know what's triggering it, but we're now dealing with clients that are pulling us into interactions with third parties that they're already dealing with. So there's, yeah, there's mean, probably I'm, a learning around that that we'll talk about I, in the future. I wonder if that speaks to the fact that maybe companies have gone a bit leaner and then are outsourcing certain aspects of such of, a good observation. You know what I mean? Well, right, I've shared on the mics around the, the fact that post COVID we had relationships and sorry, pre COVID relationships and post COVID those relationships are very different. People that have been there four, five, six years on punchy salaries and maybe um, been there a little bit too long, but they kept them around and they don't understand the new way of doing marketing and digital and social and all that good stuff. They definitely use COVID I don't want to say it was used 
Well, yeah, I think they use. I don't know why I'm like well, sure it about this. It, it, Yeah, it put a magnifying glass on everything and made people realize like oh, people went of, lean. There's, there's a lot of fat in the business that really it, which is fine normally because you know, hey, if there's a bit more work, we've got the manpower. But yeah, I think it just shone a light on a lot of things and people thought we can't afford to run like this. Man, I think so, you've yeah. absolutely nailed it, and I didn't connect to those dots, which is COVID forced everyone to be lean and think differently. So now what they've done is likely outsourced. I guess as well, when you outsource, you're on either rolling contracts or shorter retainers. Cause we know the 12 month deals post COVID didn't exist. It was three months. You're fighting a month and three months for budgets at a time. Very different sort of landscape. So I think you nailed it, which is people are probably just leaner thinking shorter term goal driven, project driven. Yeah. And it's keep, it's keep it easily managed with deliverables, right? It's like, yeah. cool, we, we, here's a fixed cost for what, however long, even if it is 12 months or, or longer. But it's like, we know that month on month, year on year, it's going to cost X amount rather than the commitment of, because you can't just bin someone off, really. Can you? Like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't just sack someone just because... Ugh, I'm not feeling it. Well, I don't know, mate. As uh, as chief cheerleader, mate, I think I can do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> but by the way, there's an interesting thing there as well that you just put a spotlight on, which is by having clear deliverables, what you said, it actually requires the person managing the account to be less capable. So let me unpack that. Previously, what would happen is we'd be dealing with more senior, whether marketing or sales directors, and they would be responsible for a P&L and a budget across a year. Whereas actually, if you fractionalize that down to projects and quarters, a social media manager can then actually miss the boss. I want to spend 10 grand with this company called Expert Trades, and here's what they're going to deliver. They can sign that off, and there's clear deliverables. So that person is actually just task-driven for the deliverables compared to strategically driven for the company, which means you can pay someone less. So there's probably that like an interesting dynamic going on right now, which is mm. like, what does the org chart in a company look like post? I'd love to get some bigger data on that. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to think about. It's just, odd, it's just strategy. A really, yeah, yeah, like, well, that's, I feel like we could go off on one on that one, but just, but it's, yeah, so that's a whole other conversation that is. But what we'll do is we'll put a call to action to the community. Like, if you, if this part of the conversation resonates with you, and you've gone through this internally or you're experiencing it with some of the client relationships you deal with, send an email links. H, we should definitely unpack this on a future show. Let's try and get some more touch points around this and learn something. It'd be un- I guess the point here is how has the org structure changed and the impact on, for what we do, client services? What's the dynamic that's really shifted? I think that could be a really cool show to try and unpack. Helpful yeah, for people I, as well. And I guess even, even from the other side, right, it's like if you are a small business, uh, like the consideration of hiring someone to do a role mm. or, or or just outsourcing it, which is which have you gone for, which did you prefer, or what are you? What are the sticking points on either either end of that spectrum? We've got the geo issue now as well, which is n- now when someone asks for an in-person meeting, I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> so I'm going to leave the house. <laughs> I'm going to put some jeans on. I don't even know if I own any. <laughs> And you were disgusted at me that last in-person meeting I did. It was at a Costa, not a Starbucks. You're like, Adam, what is going on here? I see that I you was like, you, you're working on Teams. You're in, you're in Costa. <laughs> What's going on? You've changed, man. But there's, there's definitely like a thing that because we are trained to do remote and remote is effective, then, yeah, maybe it's a case of that when you're hiring, you do have a wider pool. And because you can trust people working in front of just a computer, you do go leaner. You do go contractor, freelancer, hourly base. Guys, if you've got any experience in this, please email in because 
what we'll do h is we will try and collect some info create a pending show dump all the information on and uh put it on a docket and then go through it in the future how's that how about that wow that sounds that sounds like we've got more than one show in the bank that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy talk yeah sounds good mate um yeah so to bring it back around to sort of um the days before the pitch that we did uh like i say that we the premise was get on a call explain who you are and uh, you know and let's just sort of feel you out a bit further it's kind of the gist of the conversation that they were expecting to have with us but because of the you know the clients the potential with the client and 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 a few other factors um it was a case of like okay how do we rather than just jumping on the call and then just basically regurgitating what we've already sent over to them how do we leave them with a lasting impression that because it because it was just like a because we keep calling it a pitch call because that's how we approached it but it wasn't really like a they they hadn't asked us to deliver anything they just wanted mm-hmm. us to come on and talk but kind we, of talk through we, what you'd sent them the original two docs yeah 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 exactly so but what we did is we turned it into a pitch it was more of a case of how do we how do we jump on a zoom or blast a load of information at them as, and then walk away leaving them thinking we'd be foolish not to hire these people so what we did is we sort of i mean i don't know how much information we can go into with all of this but we basically went away conducted some surveys got some data came back to them with a huge amount of insights for specifically their brand we did an interesting exercise which you also got involved in as well which is just like looking at the landscape of the sort of the the industry that we're in and we presented that back to them in a deck that um that went through the opportunities that they and everyone is missing right now which which interestingly as an exercise just in general ignore the brand and like the um and the what's the I'm fully short on the blank there. The vertical that they were in, it was just an interesting exercise to look across like social platforms mm-hmm. and see what people are doing, how they're utilizing them, where there's gaps. It was just a really interesting exercise to do. So then when we got on the call, we went through the pitch deck. We'd obviously sort of um, got familiar with the data ourselves. And between the three of us, so myself, Danny, and Sarah, we kind of knew where we were going to talk and I and after we had the after we'd done the pitch as well we got on a call to sort of review it but I felt that we did a really I think Danny led the whole thing really well so he <laughs> led the deck basically because you went on the call so you don't even know how it went really but yeah he he fired it up he he was he was sharing the screen um so he initiated it and then we all did our individual bits but throughout we were just vibing we were 100% vibing which was uh, just speaking for myself like if, as an experience you know wh- whether we win or lose what wasn't even necessarily on offer in the first place it was it was a great experience and I felt like you know there's probably areas that we could have improved on but overall I felt like considering the scale or potential scale of the deal that we could close I don't think we could have done much differently um I wouldn't have changed much anyway because it just it just felt like we were great with each other. We because we all just know each other as well. Uh, we we used it as opportunities to know what someone needs to get across, and if they forgot a point, for example, someone else will jump in and just highlight it. So it, it, as a as a trio, I felt like we just did a really good job of just working together, knowing what each other's trying to say, making sure we all hit those points. 
And I think that is a... Whereas before, as you know, it would be like Adam Callow gets wheeled up and just goes. Because that's one of your special powers is like just to go on and like tell people what they want to hear and sell it to them. That's obviously not who we are. We're a much more of a, a synergized team that uh, helped <laughs> deliver. But, you know, I think that that's exactly what we did on the call. So I, I, uh, yeah, I, I came away from it at least very happy with what we did. Um, but yeah. I think, I think being an observer throughout this process, and we don't normally, or haven't done this process in the past. And I was trying to work out a few things as to why we did it. And there's like this version of a rehearsal, which is like, you guys are like the Avengers. Uh, and it's like trying to work out, actually, when we're on this pitch and we're talking through things, if we prepare and we know where we play best, then we know where each person's going to be on the battlefield to carry on the Avengers analogy and having that level of confidence with your team, which is actually, we know exactly what this, how this is going to play out. Then it becomes enjoyable. Like you say, you can vibe off each other because you, you know where you need to be. And when, when the client sees that, and I guess the point that we're trying to make with the client here, by the way, is that we are new to them and they are new to us. We've shared some information, which is like who we are as well as the services we offer. Well, that does not convey clearly. And we'll work on it. I know there's like a website and all this in the pipeline. But when you get that from us, it's very two-dimensional. But the power of what Expert Trades drives is that engagement with the community. And what we turned around, we, what you guys turned around, I can't help myself, we, <laughs> chief, <laughs> chief cheerleader here. What, what, team, you, mate. <laughs> what you guys turned around within 24 hours based on the data and then 72 hours based on the deck, like no one else can produce that. And I'm just, I'm, this isn't the pitch because there's no, there's no brands listening. To, I don't think there is. There's no brands listening to this podcast that could be a future client. There's just no one else in the industry that can deliver that. So it was one, it engaged the community, which is an amazing job. But the real goal here was actually, if you guys have to elevate your work and win big business, that is completely without me around the table. What does it look like? What you defined was actually, we need to do the groundwork up front. We need to feel very prepared and we need to wow them. And that they're the three things that happened on that call. And it was interesting because I spoke to you, Nanny, and Sarah off the back of it, and you all said the same thing. Didn't all use the word vibing, but it was what they were trying to say. They just don't get the vernacular yet, H. They'll work it out. Uh, but everyone was vibing off the back of it. Um, and it was, I guess, the, if someone's listening to this saying, yeah, cute story, how do, what's, what's in it for us? Um, I guess if you're, in, if you're in a business right now and you've got to bring people in, I would say what I learned through observing this process is – the way that you've always done it might not be the best way and let people play to their strengths, which is definitely what we're seeing in expert trades over the last three weeks. And to your point, if we get the business, we don't get the business. What an amazing rehearsal and confidence building exercise to know that actually, if we want to go and pitch for the biggest client we've won on for first piece of work, you guys know what to do now. You've done the dress rehearsal. You can just rinse and repeat it. Also, by the way, if you don't get that work, the insights that you collected out of it, I remember seeing one of the slides, which was like, hey, something like 59% of clients are focusing in this area, but only 4% of the target audience actually give a shit about it. And I was just like, whoa, that's the space. Like, that's the opportunity. Like, drive that home. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, so definitely not wasted. Take the deck, rebrand it, go speak to someone else. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. You know, and I think, um, you know, just as a concept of, like, the information that was even on the deck was, like, hugely valuable. So even if they don't go with us, it's like, you know, I think people are... Or can be very fearful about giving anything away unless we're unless well, someone signs something, you know. But like I think that there's so much more. I don't know. It's the classic like Gary Vee thing, right? It's like jab, 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 right hook sort of thing. Like give as much value as you can, and then eventually you can ask for something. This is kind of a slightly different scenario, but I think the point is is you could easily have charged for what we did. Yep. But we just did it to just kind of say, hey, this is just a te- this is just the tip of the iceberg. Because at the end of the day, it is just the tip of the iceberg. If they if they act on that, then fantastic, they'll probably see some results. But at the end of the day, the real value is if they want to work with us uh, long term. So the, the way that I see it is like it's the same as you going into a into a room and telling everyone the seventeen things they need to do to get the perfect abs. Mm-hmm. Great, <laughs> go do it. They can't do the work. They just they haven't got the Maybe the drive, and interestingly, actually, although let me just uh, finish that sentence, they might have the drive or the understanding of the market or even the access to the market that we do. So if you tie that back to the analogy, it's like, here's everything you need to do to get fit. But by the way, you haven't got keys to the gym that you need to get access to. We do. Mm-hmm. Also, the second point is because you're on, the reason I loved it a lot is because you're on a call with an agency that they work with. And it was sort yeah. of like, hmm. Let's just really point out one thing that separates us is we can turn this around in 72 hours. It would take that team and any other agency seven months to get that level of data and convert in the way that we've done. Like to ha- If you think about it, how many conversations in theory it would take to have to pull that level of data out and how much time and money you'd have to spend on market research. We basically yeah. gave them a 10 grand piece of work FOC, like straight off the bat. Because to your point, we're basically saying we can produce this in 72 hours. Imagine what we could do in a, in a year. Like imagine that. Imagine the feeling that you've left them with, which is like, hey, if you don't want to work with us, fine. But that also creates FOMO, which is like, hey, if you don't want to work with us, fine, but we've got these insights now. Someone's going to want to work with us based on this insight as you walk out the door slowly. <laughs> <laughs> People chase things that move away. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was interesting because uh, we, we sort of like reviewed it. We, we jumped on a call and reviewed it a little bit after the fact. And it, there was a few things that we might have, we'd, you know, it, you know, you, you said something in one way and you wish you'd have said it a different way. It's that sort of thing. So nothing major, but it was interesting because they, there was clear interest, but it was more like uh, they were, they gave at least the vibe of, they want to sample us rather than like mm-hmm. commit because we because you know what what we were offering is like we need to like commit to like a twelve, 12. plus contract contract in order in order to you know in order to get results because doing something on an ad hoc basis um, the results aren't the, the results are inaccurate for it's hard to explain but what you get in one month is not indicative of what you can expect in twelve yeah one hundred percent build up. It, it's the difference it's the between sleep, sleeping, sleeping around and getting married. Like there's a different thing here. You get a different, it's like going, it's like, sorry. It's is like it? going, what? It's, uh, tell me, man. Sorry, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. It's a width versus depth thing. The, mm-hmm. What you basically pitch was, hey, like we, we can do this because we've got this relationship. 
Um, if you want to sample us, there's probably different things we can do. But by the way, if, if you're sampling us, we're sampling everybody else at the same time because we're non-exclusive. We, we can't go deep. And what they needed was depth because they are, their opportunity is huge, but they are starting from basically zero. Uh, and, and I guess conveying that and not giving in to, oh, fine, we'll try it for three months. Interestingly, came up with another client. Uh, if we think about the, I know we're trying to be slightly cryptic, but the uh, focus group client 12-month deal, yeah, they wanted to put it down to a six-month deal. And Sarah was like, what do we do? I said, as I'm now doing every time Sarah asks me a question, what do you think we should do? Uh, and then she, she's like, well, we shouldn't do it because we know how long it takes to build a relationship up. And if we only offer six months commitment, we could be messing both sides of this relationship, the client as well as the, the trades. So she dug her heels and was like, no, this is who we are. If you want to do it, this is what you have to do. And here's the reasons why. And seeing that level of confidence and conviction after such a small amount of time is amazing. And you also keep talking about things that we have never done in the last six, seven years of business. Preparation before a pitch, debrief after a pitch. You just said like after the pitch, we did a debrief of what we did differently. None of that's happened. And I'm really, really proud of it that it is. And it seems like it's, seems like it's going the right direction. And I guess that's what this year is going to be about on this podcast, which is me sharing. And I'll, I will definitely get to it because I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm working on building community around the growth foundation and what that looks like because i think a lot of our audience will care about that and get involved it's just too early to share that right now not out of confidence it's just not fully formed um and really digging into you and your journey through expert trades and sharing i guess it's going to be fun every three six months we'll touch base and we'll look at the way that we used to do it and we'll be like can you believe it used to be done this way can you believe we used to get away with doing it that way? Can you believe that we built slides on the way to the client? Like, can you, like it'll be like that sort of conversation that's going on. And I'm excited to be part of the journey, mate. Cool. Uh, there was one more thing, actually, because I, 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 I picked up on it earlier. You said uh, you said you had a, felt like you had a, a difficult week or a, a tough week. How yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's interesting. So I won't dwell too much on it because there's no value for the audience. This is just more about me, but... Um, so, well, so hey, where I'm at, Adam Callow show, so. <laughs> definitely, definitely not specifically anymore. Uh, it's it's been a challenge week because I guess just to share where I'm at, I'm I'm basically phasing days from expert trades to TGF. So I've got a few hours a week that I'm supporting expert trades with, and, and up until is that, sorry, is that divided specifically? Because I know you initially started this, so you still stick into like. Tuesday, Thursday, for argument's sake. No, it never. It, that was in my calendar when I entered January, but it never. It, from day one, it was fucked. <laughs> like just straight up, like it was just broke because it doesn't work like that. On on both sides of it is there's there's stuff that pops up from expert trades that needs attention, and there's stuff that pops up from a TGF, which is business development. And I refuse to put a deal on hold. I'm like, that's not in me. I'm like, hey, you want to sorry, you want to talk now? Me free? Literally, the first deal that I closed, I was like. You, you sound like you're available. How about a quick call? <laughs> and I was like, cool. yeah, cool. Uh, let's do it. And I guess this week was the thing that I've struggled with, not actually down to, interestingly, not down to core expert trades activity and client stuff. Just this bloody verified build, which is our house renovation. By the way, shameless plug, if you haven't gone and subscribed, go to YouTube, search verified build, and you'll see me, Harry, and a lot of content about a renovation. And it's a content marketing strategy to grow our trade director over at verifiedtrades.co.uk. Go and subscribe. Consume the content. It's on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, 
Instagram. Get on tattooed it. Tattooed on me at this Subscribe rate. Subscribe everywhere. Uh, but I've, I've really struggled on that this week because it's been an absolute time. It's consumed the time that I technically should be allocating to ET and it's consumed it all. But that's in more of a, that's it. Interestingly, it's more about the renovation side. Am I correct? Yeah, it's interesting. It, like the court. It's, it's not about like, oh, think of the content. That's not, that's not what you're dealing with. Your issue is oh, specifically. No. Mate, I, thought, mate, I love the content. Of- I consume the content like a viewer. I don't know what you're doing. It's amazing. Yeah, but that, it but that's what I mean. Out. That's why it's yeah. probably even worse because it's not like, it's not even, it's not even immediately related to the output. It's just, it's like the logistics of the build itself, which, you know. Oh yeah. If it was client, if it was client facing, content facing, team facing, oh, cool. Gives me energy. This shit. No, no, like, <laughs> no. Uh, walking around, taking photos of all the snags that need to be completed. But anyway, guys, if you want to see that build, Go and have a look. Verified build uh, on all the channels. Go and subscribe. Um, give Harry some feedback on the content. But that's why I've struggled this week. And I think, I guess, my output from that, changing things up slightly next week, is what am I going to do differently? To be honest, mate, I'd be absolutely BSing if there's anything that's going to be different. All I'm going to do is try and get this build done for the end of February. I've got four weeks, park that, and then I'm just going to be in a really clear headspace to focus on what I want to do. And hopefully well, by well, that time, we can get the community stuff launched. Well, while I've got you, do you have a, a date for when this thing is going to be staged yet? <laughs> no. No, brilliant. No, I just don't, mate. Sorry, man. If you want to know more about staging, Harry's got some great videos on the channel. If you want to see it staged, sounds like you're going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, final call to action. If you got this far on the show with 37 minutes and 24 seconds in, if you've got this far in the show, make sure you that, that you... Where did you see that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Make sure that you are the person that saves this... You could be part of the Avengers. You could save this show. All you need to do is send an email to harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle. One S at the end, baby. And you don't just say save the show with the subject line. Let us know what's going on in your world. We want to really get back to content emails in, ask some cues. We'll give our best answers. And then, just then, maybe you might get invited to a future meetup. Speak to you soon. Ooh. You know, did they like that? Cheeky little like that. tease there. Cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> All <Cheers>. right. <laughs> you finish that there, mate. Got it, mate.